0: Welcome to Boy Problems Podcast, hosted by three friends who were brought together by their heroin-addicted partners. We became each other's biggest support through some of life's toughest times.
1: We're not licensed professionals, and nothing in this conversation is professional advice. But we hope our stories offer a glimpse into how these issues weave into our everyday lives. You're not alone. We can all get through it together. If you're listening, you probably know we met at a family support group, and our bonds have grown stronger through sharing our stories and supporting each other. When we think about the thing that's helped us most, it's that. So we'd like to extend that community to you. If you're feeling like no one understands what you're dealing with, or you're looking for a community of like-minded individuals, consider joining us for our virtual support group. For details, visit Recovering2.com. We know what you're going through, and we're here to help. We're Recovering 2. If you're listening, you probably know we met at a family support group and our bonds have grown stronger through sharing our stories and supporting each other. When we think about the thing that's helped us most, it's that. So we'd like to extend that community to you. If you're feeling like no one understands what you're dealing with or you're looking for a community of like minded individuals, consider joining us for our virtual support group. For details, visit recovering2.com. We know what you're going through and we're here to help. We're Recovering 2.
2: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Boy Problems Podcast. Today's topic is actually from a listener. We heard that uh, she wrote in asking if we could talk about anger because she is just curious how we are dealing with the anger. So we're going to jump on in. So... I have a lot of anger. <laughs> Do you want to start? Want to <laughs> no, dis- let's just let this kind of... i simmer on mine for a minute. Okay. I'm sorry to Steve. <laughs> That's my disclaimer. <laughs> so, he knows my anger, though. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk... So we were talking about this episode before we started to record, and both
1: Liz and Alex said that they didn't have much anger or don't have much anger. No, so I, have not a measurable anger. amount. No, I think my... Mm-hmm. I would say if we were on a spectrum... Alex is the least amount, Elise is the most, yeah. and I'm somewhere in the middle, and I kind of shift a little bit, varying, but, like, I definitely have moments of, like, big anger, big reactions, but I would say,
0: overall, it usually goes, like, less, more sad and less angry, yeah. but. I I don't want it to sound like I don't have any emotions about this, because <laughs> I, I feel a lot of things, but. Anger isn't usually one of them.
2: Well, it was, I think I was talking to you on the phone and I said, after I listened to the anonymity episode, when I was saying like, screw him, this is my story. <laughs> I realized, oh shit, I'm kind of angry. So. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so this is an appropriate topic. yeah. yeah. For yeah. But again, I had years of BS beforehand and not knowing what was going on. Well, maybe- where you two knew, at least your men were upfront about they Mm -hmm. had an addiction at one point and whether or not you knew what that really meant.
0: Yeah. Why don't you start from the beginning and tell us a little bit about the background of your story and your relationship.
2: Um, okay. Met Steve in college and everything was great. You know, we'd party together, had a good time. He didn't go to my school or anything like that. So on weekends we would just come together and party. We moved when we moved in with each other, he worked overnights. He worked overnights Ever since we started dating. And you know, I've just come home and it would always just be weird. I don't know, I mean I just never knew what was wrong. So I think a
1: lot of the anger But you had suspicions. I had suspicions. What, what, so do you think like, well, why a lot of your anger stems from the fact that like you knew, like, that you felt like something was going on, but you always felt, like, kind of crazy. And so it's, like, you're angry because of the way he yes. made you feel. And that, like And that you couldn't figure out what I was going on. Out.
2: And I, and now looking back, I 100% knew what was going on, but he always said how crazy I was, made me feel like crap because I would accuse my husband or my fiancé of doing these awful things. And so... Uh, Yes. So when I fi- finally figured out that it wasn't addiction, like that is where a lot of the anger came from. Like, I knew it all along. You made me feel crazy. Mm-hmm. And that was very, very frustrating. We, Steve also took tons and tons of money. We had a joint bank account. And so he was taking 900 to $1,200 a month out of our account. And I had mentioned before that we do Dave Ramsey. And so I would, we were, we would go through the account together and there would be all these random charges Mm -hmm. and he would always explain them away. And so it was like, oh, okay, I guess you can eat that much fast food. And he's like, yeah. Or, okay, I guess you need to pay union dues. And so again, taking, so taking all the money out of our account, you know, so that only went on for so long then i closed down our joint account moved all the money over where he couldn't get it somehow through the bank he got access then i changed accounts again so i put a lot of things through the bank where no one else could touch my money other than me. Mm-hmm. And he had his own bank card because, again, he was making me feel crazy. Like, oh, no, you actually went to McDonald's and bought that. Don't you remember? You oh. went to CVS and got all those gift cards. And I was like, I don't I don't remember that. I guess maybe. <laughs> like, I mean, it was to yeah. that point where I didn't really even know yeah. what I purchased. So we split accounts so that I could definitively say, no, yeah. you went on your account and took out, you know, 300 bucks or whatever. So there's a point of anger. Then later on, I found out I had gotten so money was also coming out of my, my personal wallet. Mm-hmm. And so I had purchased um, a lock, like a what are those like zipper pouches that have a key that you have to unlock with like a code, like that you would take for like bank. Oh, okay. Like oh, if you're yeah. depositing money in the yeah. bank, mm-hmm. like you have a locker. Mm-hmm. So I got one of those. And I worked in a building that was built in 1927, and I was convinced that somebody at work was taking my money. He had convinced me that someone at work was taking money. Oh, Oh, wow. So my work, and I told my boss, and he was going to string up equipment to monitor. I had my own office in a separate side of the building, and he was going to string up, you know, in this 1927 building. Like, it is a... Historic, whatever. And I was like, no, it's okay. Because I thought it was this one really mean guy at work. And I was like, this jerk off. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't him. Yeah. So then I got a safe for the house. hmm And uh, it, somehow my money was still getting stolen. So that was, all went more. Because then I was like, Steve, this jerk at work is taking my money. And he's like, yeah, he is. Uh, oh, my God. Uh-huh. But he had found... The safe has not only it has a key, like a key touchpad where you type in a code, mm-hmm. but it also has like a secret lock, like a secret key where you can get in and break in. So and I thought I had hit it really well. He went nutso butso in the house and found the key. And I didn't know that he had found the key and was breaking in and taking my debit card. Even before I was waking up, he was going to the ATM with my debit card. Taking mm-hmm. taking stuff. Um, I had filed different police reports because people oh were God. taking my... Because I thought my money was being stolen. I'd gone to the bank and they couldn't do anything for me because they were like, it's your card. Uh, a lot of money was being spent at Kroger. And so I had gone to Kroger, talked to management at Kroger. I had even... Consider wow. taking pictures of my husband to Kroger and saying, do not let him buy anything with a card. Like, i talked to the manager multiple times. I'm like, I have all these charges for Kroger. I didn't spend this. Like, you are letting someone fraudulently using my card. I'm like, sorry, man. Like, they know the pin or they, you know, yeah. whatever.
1: Well, no wonder you have some anger. I feel like yeah. just all the time and energy you mm-hmm. are putting into, like, trying to figure this out and then the whole time he's making you feel crazy and And playing
0: along like like, this went
1: on for a long period of time right years yeah yeah that would build some anger yeah Yeah,
2: the only reason he came clean is because i told him that i had gone to the bank like money had been taken out in the morning and i had seen that it was like at you know 5 a.m and i went to the bank and i said the bank let me see the atm footage who do you think they saw on the camera, pulling out ATM. Mm. And that's the only reason he came clean about taking money out of the bank. And then he had also started a side business of mowing lawns in our yard. (laughs) And he, you know, we used to go on walks because he wouldn't talk to me at night because he would just be so high. So if I could get him awake and alert to go on a walk, he would talk to me kind of. And he told me that a couple people in the neighborhood didn't give him his money yet. And so, one time I, like, walked up to the door of this place. He was like, yeah, they haven't paid me yet. So, I was like, hey, you know, where's all this money? You're mowing all these yards. Where's all the money? He's like, yeah, you know, I've mowed for them twice. Now they haven't paid me. And I was like, well, that's BS. And I could feel that something was off. And so, I went up to the door and I was like, I'm going to fucking knock on this door. Have they given you your money? And he, I mean, as I'm ringing the doorbell, he's like, yeah, they (laughs) gave me the money. Oh my, like, oh my God! oh my gosh <clears throat> yeah, it, yeah, so a lot a lot my a lot of my anger comes from money of stealing all of my money, mm-hmm, making me think yeah. it was someone else, making me think I'm crazy, and then also taking my money, and then breaking my trust of this is my husband, I'm supposed to be sharing my life with you, like you're taking my yeah money, I even have um our bank, you know in the back of checkbooks, it has like calendar years of you know 2020 2021 and i highlighted one time when we were doing the budget of every day that multiple cash was taken out and i still have it because i can't i don't want to throw it away because i don't want to forget that he had convinced me that it was either me taking out all that money or he like, it, it wasn't him. Mm-hmm. And so I want to keep that so that I can remember, like, he took out cash this many times in, I think it was the month of September, and convinced me that
1: I had done it. Mm-hmm. And I was stupid for thinking it was him. Money is something that also brings out anger for me, mm-hmm. related to Jake. Um, we did not have shared accounts when he first went to um, treatment six years ago. Well, still, and our money is separate. But... Um, So I didn't know the status of his account. I just knew that he was always like behind on bills and like you're we mm-hmm. getting mail from the landlord being like, you're two months past due. And so there were multiple times where I was covering like the rent. And then when it came out later that he didn't have any money because he was spending it all on drugs, like I was so mad. I was like, that is money that we could have been using on a vacation Or, like, all these other things that I would like to do. And Mm -hmm. you're just, like, throwing it away. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that makes me so mad. Like, you know, because we have to work hard for the money. And there's, like, so many things that we could be doing Mm -hmm. that would be fun together. And it's, like, he's just throwing the money away. And it's, like, doesn't even think about it. And I think this past relapse in the summer which has been ongoing now for months. Um, He had built up his savings and checking account. Like it was the most he's ever had, like in our relationship. And I think I feel strongly about this because I, even though it was all his own money, like I feel like we did that a little bit together. Like we were budgeting together and I was helping like he's not necessarily great at managing money and so I would help with that and it's like I've watched him work so hard over six years to like where he finally paid off his rehab bills and all these um like lawyer bills and whatever and it was like oh he's in a place where he's like getting money saving money and then and then now it's just like gone Mm -hmm. and so I feel very resentful of that too where I'm like it wasn't te- technically my money, but I feel like I had a hand in helping him get to that point, and just now, like, four months, five months later, gone.
2: Mm-hmm. Nothing. Yeah. Right. And,
1: oh. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So I have a lot of anger about
1: money, I think.
0: Yeah. I think that's a common, like, red flag, though, because when I was first started dating Charlie, um, he it seemed like he never had money for anything. Like, yeah. he his, like, electric... Bill, like, would be behind, and he's, like, talking to me about how he has to, like, find, but he had a job, and he had, like, support from the, like, VA and, like, all of this stuff, and so it's, like, how is this possible? How do you have, like, no expenses, and yet you don't have any money to pay for your your expenses (laughs) that you do have? Like, I don't understand. So I think that was, like, a really, that was a red flag at the beginning. Like, this, he's just spending it on things that... Well, at the time, he wasn't even, like, really using, but he was spending – he was spending it kind of on, like – well, he s- smoked weed a lot and, like, mm-hmm. stuff like that at that point. And he was spending it on that. And just, like, the – like kind of like, the – I think it's, it's part of their – that, like, addictive brain, though, that, like, can't think past, like, today. And so they don't have that, like, yeah. long-term thinking. And it was yeah. just, like, obvious that he's, like, oh, I have $300. I'm going to – go spend it at a mall kiosk for some reason. Like, you're just like <laughs> unable to like think about, okay, what else could I do with this? Or if mm-hmm. I save it and I get more money tomorrow, like then I'll have this much more money. And it's like, you just, has. I just noticed that from like, it's like, oh, this money is burning a hole in my pocket. Yeah. That's- it's like, I can't think about past like what I want to do today. And I need to fulfill that right now. And yeah. that's kind of that addictive mindset. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, the way that Jake was able to hide it originally
1: Cause it, it's one of those things, like you know they have money coming in, and so, but then they don't have money to pay for things. And you're like, well, that doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. But he always had a good excuse. Like during that time, he was dealing with a DUI and paying a lawyer, so it was always like, oh, I'm just like all my money is going to the lawyer, and he had to be on a daily breathalyzer, which. <laughs> like was literally, I think they, it was $8 a day. Mm -hmm. He was on it for six months, which that's that's
0: crazy. Just the court fees and all that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And that was
1: like, in addition to any court fees, like every time he went and had to be drug tested. And so it was like, every time he said that it would make sense. We're like, well, yeah, he is spending so much money Mm -hmm. on this. And then I would feel bad for him. Like, man, the system just screws people. Like, how can you get ahead? And yeah. so I was <laughs> mad when it came out, where I was like, I even felt bad for you. Yeah. And I was like, screw everyone else. And yeah. like, yeah. now I feel stupid for thinking that. Yeah. So yeah, there's the anger then for feeling yeah. Deceived and. You can be yeah. mad, at Dumb. System, they, really yeah. yeah.
0: mad at the system though. Like, yeah. <laughs> it really does screw people. Yeah. Still mad at the system.
1: They make it so hard yeah. to get ahead. Yeah. Because yeah. then, yeah, every time you're behind on a payment, then there's a late fee and you mm-hmm. just can't get ahead. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Okay.
2: So, so, do, so, okay. So, money was a big anger. What other for things for you? Anything? So, what about. Okay. So, I'll say personally for me, like now I. So my husband, I had no idea that he was using heroin when we got married. So I have anger and resentment towards I feel like my wedding was a sham. yeah, oh, yeah relationships yeah, like bad. yeah my whole yeah I feel as if my whole relationship foundation, yeah is a sham. He wasn't bad in the beginning yeah, we dated for six years before we got married and then yeah since since it've been together. So for me feeling that the wedding is a sham like I have anger towards that yeah.
0: <laughs> I have a lot of anger.
2: <laughs> and so my... That's understandable, though. My dream, which I've shared with you guys, and hopefully you can join me, <laughs> okay. is uh, at our 10-year wedding anniversary, which I think is in a few more years, uh-huh. to do... Maybe when we're together for 20 years? I don't know. To do, like, a, a fake <laughs> wedding. Or not a fake. It'd be, like, a real Like a, a, a real like wedding, renewal. A renewal. Yeah. But it basically, it's not renewing because... Yeah. He was a liar in the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> so it's basically a brand new marriage. If, yeah. If how I see it. Yeah. Um, in some location. So. That'd be cool. If anybody yeah. wants to sponsor that, please. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> I've got a few years.
0: But yeah, so that's, that's exciting for me. To, but yeah. there's
2: an anger in that, that, that what sense. could I have done with my life?
0: I mean, I feel that too. I mean, I knew about my husband's fiance's boyfriend's addiction from the very beginning. Like literally the first night we went out he told me and I didn't but I was so naive and like I didn't know what it meant and he made it he did make it seem like it was in the past which at the time he was in he was working in like a recovery program through the VA um but I didn't know what it meant and I was just like I mean I so I consciously made the decision to marry someone that with this problem not knowing and at the time He wasn't using like heroin or anything. He was smoking, you know, it was normal stuff. Like we would go out and he would drink a little bit or he would smoke weed. And it wasn't like anything crazy at that point. And so, but I did make the conscious decision to marry someone with an addiction, knowing, not knowing, knowing, but not knowing about it, but not knowing what it could mean for our life. Forever. Forever. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it, I think that helps a little bit that I I made. It doesn't really help a little bit because I, I still get upset about it. But but it's like, it. At least I had the option. Like at least I had the choice. Okay. Okay. Fine. Yeah.
2: I feel I didn't have a choice. Right.
0: I feel like at least I had a choice. Yeah. Yeah. And Alex, you feel Liz? Like, you feel yeah.
1: like
2: you had a choice in the matter?
0: Yeah, I would say yeah.
1: I guess I would say when we first started dating, like he was open about it, but I didn't understand yeah. the severity
2: mm-hmm.
1: and what that meant. Um, but I, it wasn't like he was hiding information from me. Mm-hmm.
2: So So now that you had been with uh, Jake for nine years, is there any anger for staying that long?
0: or that's an interesting question yeah i want to answer this after that
1: (laughs) you want to answer it for me (laughs)
0: no i want to answer it for myself
1: (laughs) (laughs) um i don't know i think it's it's still so new of being out of the relationship i'm not really at an angry phase i'm just i'm kind of hoping that i get into an angry phase soon Mm because i think that will make it easier be helpful right now i'm just sad I guess I when you care about you don't want him to be yeah dead tomorrow either like right I mean that's a real concern that's an ongoing concern um I don't know I guess I'm not angry about being together for nine years and I don't feel like oh it was a waste of time um yeah I don't know I don't I have to think on that some
0: You, go ahead, and you can just say whatever you want to
1: say.
2: <laughs> no, yeah, I was I just... hear what you were going to say.
0: Well, I was just thinking about, it, like, had... So, okay. I'm not angry about, like, the time that we've been together, and, like... But the, the... I would be more angry if, like, he wasn't working for a recovery. And, like, we were constantly in this, like, active use cycle or... If life was always about that. I don't know. It's like I would be angry if I didn't think that he didn't want to be well, you okay. know, like then I would feel like I was wasting my time. And if he was like manipulating me and telling me like, yeah, I'm doing all this stuff. I'm going to meetings blah, 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 and he wasn't or for like a long time. And I thought like he was serious about recovery and he wasn't for a long time, then I would be very angry. So I think the for me the part that makes it like tolerable in my relationship is that I know that it's like I can look at it as a disease and I know he wants to work at kind of finding a a, play, a way to maintain it for himself. And um I think that gives me hope and then like makes makes it way easier like to to be with him. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, I would be, I would I would feel like this was a waste of time if the, that wasn't the case. Like, if he wasn't mm-hmm. always working at recovery and if I didn't know, truly didn't, didn't believe that he wanted that. That makes sense. Yeah. That
2: makes
0: yeah. sense. Yeah. So if there was a lot of, like, betrayal around recovering and, like, he wasn't, you know, he wasn't actually doing the things he said he was doing and he was using instead and then I found out, that would be, I would be really mad about that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: What about anger around relapses in general? Like, are you angry when a relapse happens?
1: I would say my anger is less about the actual relapse with the drug. Like, the drug. Like, that's not... I'm not happy about it. But for me, it's always been I've been more angry about him lying about it. Right. All
2: the things around the actual drug part of it.
1: Like, if he would just come to me immediately and say, hey, I fucked up, I used, like, it was a one-time thing. Or even if it was, like, I did this for a couple days, but Mm -hmm. I want to come clean and I'm going to call my sponsor, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. Um, But that's never what it's been like with Jake. It's been after, like, a couple of weeks, either I find out because there's, like, a red flag and I, like, push him on it,
2: Mm -hmm. and
1: then he will – be like yes you're right Um, and so then my anger is like you've just been lying for three weeks about this or I've asked you multiple times and I've asked when I've asked you've said no everything's fine until it's like I wear him down with asking enough Mm -hmm. and so that's where I get angry Mm -hmm. and usually so then when it comes out that he's relapsed a lot of times I would like yell like I can't believe this and Mm-hmm. And it was more about the, the lying though. Yeah, yeah,
2: I would say too when Steve relapsed in the beginning, I was very angry. Mm-hmm. But I think you know I didn't. Steve didn't have like a relapse pattern like your guys is. Mm-hmm. So I wonder how I would feel now. Although I did have a dream. I think I messaged both of you that oh, I had right. a dream that Steve. Relapse and just the anger and the hurt that came. It was a lot of hurt mm-hmm. that came out of that. So it's it's an awful feeling, really. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it's disappointing because they have yeah. worked so hard and like done so well, and it's like a, almost like a small. It's like a reset a little yeah. bit. It's like just kind of sucks. So Charlie would um, would do what Jake would do at the beginning. So like when he wasn't a hundred percent in recovery, he would lie. About relapses all the time, and I would I would find out, you know, money would it would be whatever I would have, There was some red flag a pawn thing that came in the mail, or like oh. a pawn notice or something, mm-hmm. where I could like like pin him down, like with the this is the this is the fact that I have. Like, are you going to admit to it yet or not? And it would <laughs> it would kind of take that like this hard evidence that I found. But um, as the years passed, it's he's been more of a you know relapsing one time and then and then coming clean and like wanting to get back into recovery which helps because it's there's not a lot of burden like i haven't gone through the emotional cycle of like the investigative part and then feeling like oh he's lying straight to my face and then like you know that whole cycle of like just it's an emotional oh, i toll. think that's
1: yeah that's a that's a good point part. i think it's yeah. the investigating like so, there's so much buildup that allows for you to get to that point of anger because, yeah. you know, when you find yourself like snooping around, trying to find things, yeah. and you like have this constant thought of like, things don't feel right. Yeah. Something is wrong. I know it is. I like, I just have to find it. Exactly. And then I can. Come. So, then that builds and builds and builds. Yeah. And so, when it finally would come out, like, I feel like I would blow up as like, a release of like yeah. all this
0: emotion like I was
1: right I knew it and now I'm so mad at you
0: that yeah, yeah. I knew this and you didn't just tell me sooner like you made me go on this um, whole journey <laughs> from unnecessarily yeah. right like we could have yes. done this three weeks ago yeah so that was very hard for me and one of his counselors at um and the treatment facility had said that and it stuck with me the whole time but he said you know the addiction and the using that the actual like obsession about using and using is in, is the addiction. But the lying, like those are conscious choices. Like I look at you and I ask you a question and you look at me and you, you decide in that moment to not tell me the truth. The every time that's a conscious decision and that is, Sure, it's, like, tied to the addiction, but you have control over that. Like, you can say, you can rationalize that the relapse itself is a part of the addiction and you didn't have control for whatever reason. Like, you need to work in these areas or whatever the case may be. But the lying is a choice. And so when he told, when, like, that came about, it was, like, one of the, like, the hard rules I had. And it's the only thing I've had, like, this whole time. Like, I can be forgiving about relapse like we can move past that because i understand it's a part of recovery for a lot of people but we cannot our relationship cannot handle lying and um since then it's gotten a lot better where he'll you know he'll just kind of tell me and yeah. we'll move on and it's like okay solution oriented and like we it doesn't it doesn't consume our like our, our life and our relationship with like because I used to be like, Okay, so now now that you told me that truth, now go back in time and tell me every other lie that you told me. Mm-hmm. And it would be this whole like trust thing where I'm like, Now so what else didn't I know? And mm-hmm. like, even though you just told me that, like what else have you been lying about for for however long? So now it's a little bit easier. Um I don't know. Yeah, the, the honesty... lying
1: was the catalyst this summer for why I made Jake move out it was yeah. because We'd had this conversation multiple times related to relapses. Like, I can deal with the relapse. I can't deal with you lying. Yeah. And then it came out in June that he had been using for, I don't know, probably a month or so. And there had been times within in that period where I kept saying, I just feel like something is not right. Like, mm-hmm. you know, And he kept reassuring me. And so that was the thing where I was like, I've said this before. I can't keep dealing with the lying. Yeah. And you just you've been lying. So like that was the main yeah reason.
0: For- it's really hard in a relationship to, in any relationship to not have trust. And yeah, I think yes. in, in this dynamic specifically, like it's one of the biggest challenges is the trust because ultimately at some point the trust is broken down and I don't know if you can find a way. I think, I honestly think that's why we've made it this far is that like we kind of got past that a little bit. Um, now there are still times where I'm like, okay, but tell me something that like I, that you've lied to me about because I'm like I don't I don't fully trust him, but I trust him way more, and it continues to build yeah. as like I see him being honest about things. Um, but yeah, I think the trust is is so hard. That's what's so tricky though about being
1: in the relationship because I I would say the only area where I don't really trust him or like where lying was a problem was when it was around him hiding Mm -hmm. active use but like he was never lying just in our relationship when things were fine or he wasn't using and so it's I don't know like that could I feel like if I was a listener and be like oh he's lying to you all the time like how can you be with that and it's like well it's not all of the time I, I don't know if I'm kind of rambling, but no,
0: I understand what you're saying. It's like specific to the addiction, yeah. It's yeah, specific he didn't lie but that
1: he picked up pizza on his way
2: home, he right? Lied
1: about it like addiction.
0: right? Right, but and I
1: so confusing then because you're like, well, he's not just a liar all the time, but no,
0: but he is a liar, yes. And so, that's but that's something important to know though. It's not that like I think he doesn't have the capacity to not be a liar, mm-hmm. but. When he's not taking care of himself and he's not, like, doing the right things, yes, he's a liar. Yeah. And I don't know because he's broken that trust that he's not lying about other things. Right. Yeah. And so yes. I the, I can only assume that if you would break my trust that you would just do it, you know. And so that's the hard part. It's, it's really hard to, like, figure out. Yeah, I agree. It's really hard, mm-hmm. but I think that at the end of the day like an an addict is a liar and you have to know that. I mean, you know, you mm-hmm. have to understand that. It doesn't mean that that person is always a liar, but the addiction brings these things out right. in everyone. Yeah. And so if you're dealing with someone in the, that addictive mindset, I think you have to understand that that's that's one of their characteristics because they're in self-preservation mode. Like they're very self-centered at that point, they're selfish and they're only thinking about themselves, which is why, you know, Jake lied over that month. He never told you because Mm -hmm. he was like, it would have caused him harm. Yeah. Even though him lying caused you harm. Right. And that was a selfish act. Doesn't mean he doesn't, that doesn't mean he's selfish all the time or he never showed, like put you first in other ways. But, that's selfish, you know? Yeah. And so those are those are things that I feel like I, I have to – I feel like I have to understand who he is in that time so that I can not – it helps me also not take things so personally because mm-hmm. at first I would get, like, super hurt that, like, you know, my best friend and this person I spent all my time with and, like, you know, would do that to me. And it's like, well, yeah, but he's not himself.
1: Yeah. Oh, That makes me think of – I just had a um, – vision of like an angry moment early on finding out what Jake was using. Oh. Um and it was about like I felt like how are you doing this to me? And I just remember like yelling at him because I found out he said he would use in the bathroom sometimes. And I was like, do you not just like think about me before you put the needle in your arm? And I was like, like, do I just even cross your mind at all? Like mm-hmm. I was so mad. Like how can you not think about me or it's like are you you think about me and then you still decide oh this is a good idea like Mm -hmm. oh yeah I I remember like saying specifically like those things like
0: how are you not thinking about me and I think that for me at the beginning that like the person that I love and was in either going to marry or married to at the time whatever it was was Like didn't care about me enough. Like would hurt. Like knows that I'm going to react in this way, and this is gonna hurt me. And still does it. And then I'm like feeling the most hurt I've ever felt in my life because at that point I was like 24. So what had I really experienced? (laughs) But really, it's like this. This is the most hurtful thing I've ever. And like the person that's supposed to love me and protect me and be with me is causing this. Mm -hmm. And it's I would get like I would take it so personally. And I think that was one of the. The boundaries, really, that I learned over time, like through, tr- like through the, re- like um through, the family meeting and treatment and stuff, was that like it's really not about. It has nothing to do with me. Like with or without me, he would be doing these things. It has zero to do with me. Like he can love me and cherish our relationship, and at the same time, leave and go use drugs because yes, they're yeah. separate. Like mind traps. I think for- that was a turning point for me. Also,
1: early on, like. And helping with the anger that I initially felt like how are you doing this to me like I'm so mm-hmm. mad at you and then going to the family support groups and the more that I learned about addiction helped me understand that it's not something that he's doing to me personally like, it wasn't about me and I think that helped take away some of the mm-hmm. like the anger about it um
0: Another thing that I, um, I think at the beginning feeling like, oh, he's, I also felt like he's doing this because of me. Mm. And so I would think like our, you know, at the time we were broke and just married and like I was teaching and he was in like going to barber school and stuff. And so we didn't have, I mean, it was just our life was kind of stressful at that time. And like, I just thought, oh, well, if our our life is too stressful and like, or he doesn't like being married to me. And like, so he's like trying to escape. And like, so I would, I would make it about like my fault, basically. Not like that he's using as my fault, but that he didn't like our life. And so he was using drugs to like cope with that, which also wasn't true. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe he was unhappy with his life, but it wasn't because of me, you know? And I think that, that played into a lot of the codependency at first because I was, I don't know, like, it was a mind F for sure, because I was like, well, what's wrong with me? Like, yeah. am I not a good enough wife? Do I, yeah. do we not have, whatever, like, I was always trying to, like, figure out, like, what am I doing to contribute to the situation? And how can I make this invite, like, how can I take on all the stress so he doesn't have to feel the stress, and then maybe he won't like, use. So I think not understanding that, that just how, how he could use, but then also like love me in our life and stuff. I think that made it drove me crazy. I mean, it really, it really did. Like I was trying to figure out what I was doing. It was just a bad situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So,
2: so. what about anger for the life you have now? So, for me, I it's frustrating. I won't say I'm angry because I am making this choice now. Angry that. He will forever be an addict. Mm-hmm. It will always be in the back of my brain that he could go use, and that's frustrating. That's it's sad. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe it's more sad, but that my children, that it could affect my children. Mm-hmm. You know, just building a life with someone. You know, this isn't this isn't some. You know,
1: this doesn't happen to people every day. I guess, or it does, but.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: so do you feel like you have anger towards him then about it or is it like anger in general with just like addiction or maybe it's angry towards addiction it probably all stems from also the anger
2: that i probably didn't feel i had a choice Mm -hmm. in getting married or being in a relationship with an addict because i didn't know Mm -hmm. so yeah that's yeah
1: so if my counselor's listening, maybe we should talk about anger. I was, <laughs> about to
2: say,
1: you, yeah, I was like, do you feel like the anger is something that you've worked on the last four years since Steve has been in recovery? Like, like what, I don't know, have you felt like you've changed the amount of anger that you've had has changed or what are some things that you've done to help you sure. feel less angry? Or? So I remember
2: at one of my first family meetings, uh, I wanted, when I, found out that he was an addict and I had tons of anger at the family meeting mm-hmm. and you had said that too, Liz. <laughs> uh, but I was contemplating just telling the whole world that Steve was an addict and I was so mad about it. And maybe it's because he made me feel crazy and dumb and I was right all along. Mm-hmm. And I said, I just want to tell everybody and his family at that point didn't want to share with anyone. And, Uh, I don't think that my family wanted to either. And I was like, no, like, screw him. I should tell everyone because, you know, he's a dick. Mm -hmm. I just need to tell everyone that he's an addict and he's a dick. And this woman who's in our family meeting who's in long-term recovery kind of checked me. Mm -hmm. And was like, why? Like, what would that matter Mm -hmm. to tell everyone all these bad things that he's done to you, like, drag his name through the dirt. What does that do? What does that accomplish? Mm -hmm. And I was really mad at her for saying that. (laughs) (laughs) And, but then it's more sunk in, like, okay, I I just took a pause and I was like, all right, I just won't tell anybody at this point. Mm -hmm. And now I'm glad I didn't tell people because he isn't that bad of a guy. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that would have just been really mean. Mm -hmm. And so I think that all came out of anger. So... How I've dealt with it over the past years. I think it's just time. Mm -hmm. I don't think I have. There's no silver bullet. I obviously still have some anger towards this. Because it's still bringing up things for me. Mm -hmm. But overall I'm not angry about it. I do enjoy our life. But he's also doing all the things in recovery that I, I feel he should be doing. And that he said he would do to maintain our relationship. So he's going to meetings. He is being honest with me, mm-hmm. you know, doing things at home, doing his part. So I think that all helps with dealing with the anger. And I probably honestly just suppressed it. I got pregnant so quick. Mm-hmm. And at that point, I just had to take care of the newborn. And mm-hmm. But I was, you know, I was mad at the beginning because we had a colicky newborn and he mm-hmm. was, you know, escaping and going to meetings. And mm-hmm. I had to stay with this, Terrible baby. Mm -hmm. So there was there was anger for that. Mm -hmm. There's even anger now that he's got to go to his meetings and I now have to deal with two kids Mm -hmm. by myself. There's anger in that.
0: But does he? So one of the things that I I understand that too. It's um, does he give you the time back for yourself though too? Like does he take the kids for an hour so you can go for a walk or go shopping or go do something just by yourself? Like is it does he kind of balance it out? So, he probably would. So, now, you know, we're at Liz's house
2: right now. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to be gone for a couple hours. So, yeah. he, he doesn't give me crap for leaving and he has to take care of the two kids now. Yeah. I think that also kind of falls on me. Probably one than self-care that I'm not asking. Yeah. For, yeah. I want to go to dinner with my friends tonight. Yeah. I want to do yeah. whatever. So, I think that also kind of falls on me. Do I think he would let me? Yes, if I asked. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I think
1: this is something that happens – even when addiction isn't involved. Like Mm -hmm. I have a friend who had a baby six months ago and she feels frustrated a lot of times. She's like, I'm doing all of the work Mm at home. He gets to go off. But then she has realized, she's like, well, I don't necessarily like ask if he'll watch the baby or I don't like using the word watch for dads because whatever, you know what I'm trying to say. But I think that's part of just our nature of not asking for help Mm -hmm. and then that builds some resentment and then you add that on top of all the addiction problems Mm -hmm. and
0: Yeah. yeah yeah i so you mentioned being um angry about your current life situation and how addiction plays into that so i'm pregnant and like i feel like until being pregnant i was always like the strong one all the things that happened happened to my husband right like it was real it was the addiction and then he always something was going on like his life was the one that was like kind of chaotic and i was the stable like calm one and always able to kind of take care of myself and like um i don't know support him as well but now that i'm pregnant and not enjoying it at all (laughs) i mean grateful that i'm having a child but like just not enjoying like the being pregnant part um he i feel like i need him i like i need the support from him that i used to give him all the time Uh and so like i i get frustrated i we've had like multiple conversations where i'm like okay but it's not just about you right like you go to work and go to the gym and like that was fine four months ago because i was doing the same thing and we were we were all okay but like i need you around more right now because i'm kind of a mess and like there's a lot to do and honestly i just need you to like be at home because i feel like just i feel like crap all the time and like it's comforting to have him around and it makes it makes me feel better and so i'm like i need you more because I need to get through these last four months of this whole thing. (laughs) And it's for the both of us. Right. And so we have a lot of conversations about that. Like, I need you to support me in a way that you've never had to, but you also, it's also like, you're going to have to do this with a child too. Like you're going to be needed more. It's not just about like, what does Charlie need to like get through the day and do all of his things? It's like, well, yeah, maybe you still need to do all those things, but maybe you need to wake up early and go to the gym in the morning. So you're, you're home in the evenings and like, Um, so we're working through some of that and he's very receptive and like willing to adjust things. But it's, it was, it took me a long time at the beginning to be like, well, who's going to support me? Like, who's going to like, I've i can't like i'm obviously not able to take care of myself right now because i'm kind of a mess and so it's like i needed him to and he just had never done it and so he was just like i didn't know like how just yeah. tell i don't well, know the, yeah and there's no like, what to do be some
1: resentment there because it's like well we didn't know what to do and we're trying to take care of right you yeah, guys and like yeah. we figured it out like come on now it's your turn
0: so but- it's it's an ongoing thing because I'm like, okay, well, now you need to grow up in a different way because like, mm-hmm. he's always been immature. I mean, he's grown a ton, but it's like, okay, you figured out how to take care of yourself and I figured out how to take care of myself, but you need to figure out how to take care of someone else and how to think about what someone else needs before what you need. And like, he, it's just not something I think he's ever had to do and addiction. And like, it's one of the things that does fresh me, frustrate me about addiction. But when you're in recovery, especially in the beginning, it's all about the addict, right? It's like it's what they need. It's because it's a critical time and like they need to get on their feet, which I 100% understand. But at some point in recovery, you have to transition that and like it's not all about what you need anymore. Like what you need is important and you need to take care of yourself, but also you need to start thinking about other people. But you can't like use that
1: as an excuse to not
0: take care of the other
1: areas of your life.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been something where I've been like – it it has caused me like anger in my current life Well, like maybe if my husband wasn't an addict then he would you know come home at the end of the night and like rub my back until I fell asleep you know it's like stupid (laughs) shit but probably not I mean I'm just saying it's like it's come up recently where it's like and I just feel like the it's just he's never had to be there for me like that and it's like I need him to be there for me now and he doesn't really know how so trying to like help him through that like coach him like tell him what I need and kind of get that from him.
2: So it's so funny that you say that because we just, I was sick last week, Mm -hmm. and I was just down all day, and Steve was doing the dishes, whatever, and I think I said, thanks, Super Dad, and he was like, listen, we you can't do this. Like, this is too much. Like, when the ship goes down, I don't know how to do this. And it was just very, we both laughed about it, but I do think that it's true that he, you know, I am thinking about and maybe it's just a mom thing. It's probably a, a woman, woman
1: thing, thing in general. Yeah, yeah. it's that um, the mental load. Yeah,
0: that they talk that, about. yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. talked I tell him about that too. Yeah. yeah,
1: where it's like we're constantly thinking about everything that needs to be done and ahead of yeah. having the foresight to mm-hmm. think in the future. So
2: yeah. So anybody else have any other
1: anger stories? Um, yeah. I was gonna. No. I was just going to say that, um, you know, thinking of, like, how have I worked through oh, anger. Because yeah. um, I feel like my anger is more specific, like, situational yeah. anger. Um, but early on, there was more anger. And I think a big part of working through that was going to the family group and just having a place to, like, release. release, Like, say Mm -hmm. everything and it just felt like so much better getting it off my chest Mm -hmm. and then also hearing like other people's stories helped me realize like okay like this is not a unique Mm -hmm. situation like I don't know and just also made me feel more normal that like okay I I I can feel angry like this other person is Mm -hmm. angry and I think you know when we have new people come in a lot of times people feel bad for Feeling mad, they're like, I'm just so angry. And I think Mm -hmm. we always tell them, like, it's okay. You're going to feel every Mm -hmm. emotion and you have to let yourself feel all of those. And it's perfectly normal. And so I think hearing that from other people helped me process it. Mm -hmm. Um, And then when Jake and I started going to um, couples counseling, I think that was just big for our communication Mm -hmm. and helped us like work through. Problems, whereas initially if we would get in an argument, I had a tendency to go from like zero to Mm ten. Like it was just like I would just start yelling. Mm -hmm. Um, Which is like growing up in my household, like that was sort of how we would argue. We would like have these big blow up yell at each other. Then it was over and everyone just moved on. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that was a pattern that I continued. And that wasn't how Jake grew up. But he would then kind of meet me at that point. So we'd have these like big yelling Mm -hmm. fights. Um, And so through counseling, you know, kind of worked on other communication ways or like recognizing Mm -hmm. that that's not healthy and that that was a pattern that I had to break. And so I feel like I've come a long way, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: but it took work and practice and Mm -hmm. just the acknowledgement of it.
0: Yeah, I think how I kind of got through it at the beginning because I was mad at the beginning I and mean, I was frustrated that like this is my life and I was doing a lot of that like comparing myself to like yeah. uh, my friends have these like normal lives and their husbands are great and I have this like you know lying person that's you know like I have all these problems with my marriage and um through the family meeting and just learning more about addiction in general. I think I at the beginning, I switched my anger to compassion. Like when I realized that he's not doing this, like, because he doesn't, you know, he doesn't value what I was saying before. Like he doesn't value our relationship or our marriage or whatever, but to just understood that like, he's, uh, he's struggling with this disease and he does, this is how this is, All he knows how to do in this moment like he doesn't know how to deal with anything any differently he's dealing with it the way he knows how and when i did at the beginning like kind of separating myself like i put myself out of it because i think a lot of my anger came from feeling like well like personally attacked by it Mm -hmm. and so when i pulled that like made that boundary of like okay this isn't i have to separate myself from the the addiction and his actions and kind of just like saw Him struggling as, you know, this person who, like, didn't want to be killing himself or, like, taking these chances and getting in trouble like that. I know that's not what he wanted. And, like, when he was, like, when he was in a moment of, like, clarity, he was like, yeah, I don't want this. Like, I feel helpless and, like, all these things. It was easier to, like, not be angry and then kind of be compassionate and try to understand and try to help and figure out that. So... That was a big turning point for me um, at the beginning. Because I think if I still felt like that, I don't know that we would have made it. Because mm. I just felt so, like, personally attacked by all of his actions. Um, so, but doesn't I mean, it's not... I get angry, like I just said. Like, I get upset that, like, in general, that, like, we have to deal with this problem... for our whole lives it's like sometimes it's really overwhelming but um you know then we get through it and it's like okay so we'll learn this just like we learned everything else we had a similar thing with communication where you know I would I would confront at the beginning when he wasn't really dedicated to recovery and he was relapsing all the time and like hiding it and lying and you know all of that back and forth I would I would confront him about things or I try to like have conversations and he didn't have like the skills to communicate and so then it would just get like i'd get angry about that like oh well now you don't even want to like work on this and like just constantly was something like we just had to learn how to like deal with each other deal with the situation and the more we work together like the more we kind of figure those out and then small baby steps that kind of grow over time to where like now we can have like i can confront him about something like I think you're being tired of husband right now. Like, I need you to come be home with your pregnant wife, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know? And he doesn't, like, relapse, you know? It's like, he's like, okay, what do you want me to do? Because I just don't know what to do. And, I'm like, can you come home an hour earlier, like, on this day? He's like, yeah, I can do that. So it's just, like like, learning how to talk to each other was another thing that helped keep the anger from constantly coming back up. Well,
1: like what you said, I think that big thing for me was like asking for what I would Mm -hmm. need like a lot of our fights would be because he didn't do something that I wanted him to do but I never had like asked or said that I needed Mm -hmm. it and I just I guess I I always thought we've been together long enough He should be able to just figure Uh, these things out like mm -hmm. you know I can anticipate oh he's got a busy Mm -hmm. day so I'm gonna help him out and do x y and z and his brain doesn't work like mine and so that was something in counseling yeah where my counselor would be like no if you if you need help with cleaning the house that week then you need to say mm-hmm. jake you know can you do x y and z mm-hmm. and jake would be happy to do those things it was yeah. just he was not always thinking about it and then i would let that build mm-hmm. and it'd become a resentment and then Sometimes, something I got better about, but early on is then when we would have a fight, a lot of times I would go back and bring up things that he had done, like, be like, well, you know, you're an addict, so (laughs) I have every right to be mad at you. And that was something I had to stop
2: Mm -hmm. doing
1: for like the sake of our relationship. It's like, at some point you have to let that go. And that can't be your fallback all the time of like, why I'm an excuse for your own bad behavior. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it doesn't help anything. Yeah. So,
0: I think that goes back again to like understanding addiction and the disease. And like when you can look at someone and say, okay, well, you are – you have the mental capacity and the emotional capacity of a 12-year-old, a 15-year-old, whenever they started doing drugs, then – I, that, for me, it was easier to not have all these expectations of maybe like I don't know a grown thirty three year old man that probably should know like how to read emotional cues from someone he's been <laughs> with for nine years right. <laughs> you know, but it's like when you think of it like that, it's like it's a, it makes it a little bit easier to kind of understand and like help meet them halfway, I guess so it's been that's been a big thing for me is like just trying to understand like where he's at and how the addiction has like affected. It's less now than it was at the beginning, but how it's affected his development and like ability to have a relationship. And when you think about how they use drugs to like cope with things, Mm -hmm. um, you know, a relationship is a thing and you have to work through it. And there's a lot of emotions and stuff. And so I think relationships can bring out a lot of those triggers for addicts. So it's a it's a hard dynamic to figure out
1: triggers for non addicts,
0: too. Oh, yeah, Um, for sure. For sure.
1: All right.
2: Anything else to add? I don't add know.
1: Something? I feel like this is something you could go on and on and on about. We yeah. Have to yes. revisit it at True. some point. But yeah. Probably. Good for today.
0: So yeah. the overall um, takeaways is, if you're angry, it's normal. Yes. Um, you're allowed to feel your feelings. You're allowed to feel your feelings. And then, um, you know, there are ways to kind of deal with that. So as like we always say, connect with other groups. Um, there's there's uh healthy outlets what are they there's um oh, no. <laughs> <Al-Nom>. al-anon <laughs> yeah <laughs> Those, there are groups and maybe your your local like uh treatment facility has a program for families um you can always check that out um you can connect with us on social media
1: yeah
0: um, love that but but yeah so you're not alone and you can get through it um so just find help all
2: right
0: keep coming back <music>
2: Thanks for tuning in to Boy Problems Podcast. If you enjoyed today's discussion, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to this episode. Find us on social media, and if you have questions or ideas for topics, email us at hello at boyproblemspod.com.